Welcome back to another episode of Have a Dope Day. I'm your host, Gabriel Lopez. Today in the studio, I got the homie Bass from the UI crew. I-S-P. That's P like in Paul. Um, thank you for coming. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Is it kind of weird having the headphones on, the microphone and all that? It is. It's the first time for me. Yeah. <laughs> Lean in just a tiny bit closer. For sure. For sure. Uh, he's good? Okay. My bad again. I'm not, <laughs> I've never stopped. All right. He's going to flip the table. What are you doing on the producer? <laughs> um... All right, so let's get into it. Where does graffiti start for you? Oh, man, it starts, uh, you know, young like most. Okay. Um, before I got into graffiti, I've always been into art. Okay. Just uh, my mom was always doing arts and crafts and stuff with me like that. And then um, I always had like a, an eye for graffiti or like had an interest in it. And then I think it was like 2006 or 2009, these video games started coming out. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> it yeah. It was yeah. like that game Getting Up. Hell and, yeah. Uh, there was the other one, Jet Grind Radio yeah. on the Dreamcast. So I'd play those, and as a young kid, like, uh, it just put all these devious ideas I had, like, yeah. to life. So it started with, like, video games. That's wild. And can you just, kinda, you don't got to give me names and locations, but just kind of paint a picture of what it was like growing up where you come from. Was there a graffiti scene there? Um, There was, but uh, at the time, it was just all old 90s history. There wasn't really anyone doing it at the time I was coming up, like, noticing it. It was okay. all old stuff. And where were you seeing this? Did, did you live in a city? Like, where'd you like? What kind of environment did you grow up in? Yes, yeah, so I grew up like around Santa Cruz County, but I grew up like in the sticks. So we weren't in in town or anything. We're out in the mountains and the forest. Okay. So I grew up around like a lot of bridges and tunnels. You probably got some dope ass day spots, huh? Oh yeah, that's like all it is. All yeah. it is out there. Yeah, water running through it and shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta bring your boots. <laughs> yeah, gotta bring your boots. Yeah, or just sacrifice some shoes. Um, okay, so where do you start? learning about the culture of graffiti outside of your local situation like how does that come about too right right um so like i said it started with like the video games and then probably around 2010 2011 is when i started like actually trying to do my own graffiti okay. i started the black book and stuff like that and as i'm like studying graffiti and getting more into it as a youngin um i find Flickr. you know i find like the internet and yeah. start uh getting introduced to the local writers in my area start meeting other people through through the internet how did you find Flickr? Um, just like I said, just being hungry, trying to like learn about graffiti, yeah. just being online, typing in graffiti, like graffiti images. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you click on a post and then it brings you to Flickr. Because I was so young at the time, I didn't even like know to like search Flickr, how to like find that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because I don't know how I found it either, but Flickr became like the, the spot mm -hmm. to find everything and all the little trails you can go off onto and find this other person, find that person. Like, and I, I missed the 12 ounce phase. I went, oh, went yeah, yeah, Flickr. yeah. <laughs> Dude, we used to talk shit on there. Oh, that yeah, shit was tight. Yeah, that shit was tight. I had homies that uh, before I knew them, they were big on twelve ounce, and I would see them posting all the time. And I'm like, just a kid at my house, interested in graph, and I'd see it at school or at somebody else's house. We didn't have the internet like that, and so I remember seeing it and just being like, how I couldn't imagine how people would paint pieces like this illegally, right? Like, how does this even exist somewhere? Where is this? And you find like. You'll see like, oh, that's the spot with the bars on the windows. Yeah. Years later. When you wonder how long it took him to do it and yeah. how they executed it. Yeah. yeah. And then years later, you go to this. That's like a local spot for you now. Bars on the windows type shit. Like, yep. so it's crazy how things come full circle. Did you ever get a chance to paint with the people you were admiring young in the game? Uh, not young in the game. It took it took a few years of talking to people to actually like get introduced or meet, meet some of the people I had seen or was inspired by. Yeah. Where do you first interact with other writers outside of the internet, like in person? Um, 
I want to say the first writer I ever interacted with was like probably the only other kid in my area that was doing graph. He wrote Rash. Okay. So Rash, Rash was like the first yeah. uh, bombing homie. Yeah. <laughs> was Rash tight or was he trash? Uh, we were both trash. Everybody's the time. trash. We, we were huh? both trash. Yeah. But we, we thought we were the shit. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> I have I have horrible tags that still exist in Highlands. I'm just like, oh my god, they buff everything, but not that shit. Yeah. Like, fuck. Okay, so where does where does it go from just learning about graph tagging and like to actual spray cans and letters and shit? Hmm. Probably like I said when I started that first black book in 2009, 2011, okay. somewhere in there. Um. I built a wall in my yard to practice on. It's okay. like the first sprays I ever did were in this practice wall down in my yard. And that's mainly just because, uh, I don't know, like I knew just from the stuff I'd seen online, like you didn't want to be whack out, yeah, out there. Definitely. So I wanted to practice first. No, and that's cool. That's a respect for the craft, bro. Respect for yourself too. Mm-hmm. You know, like this shit is all on Front Street. Yeah. Once you put it out in the world, it's just there for judgment. And people will see it. <laughs> yeah, they will. No matter where it is or what you think, no one's ever going to find it. Like, <laughs> there's somebody out there just like you lurking and shit. Exactly. Looking for something. Where do you begin to meet the people that turn into your crew? Um, I think it was through um, Seon, the homie in our crew that passed away. Rest in peace, okay. Seon. Yeah, he was the first person that reached out to me on Flickr. And I was like, hey, man, like, I think your shit's tight. We should We should link up. You should meet the boys. Do you remember the first experience with him? Yeah, yeah. My uh, my grandpa, I think I was like 16 at the time, so I didn't have a car or anything like that. I was just learning how to drive. And uh, my pops drove me out to where Seon was living, out, you know, a little bit outside of Santa Cruz. Okay. And there was this pizzeria. He just dropped me off, and uh, we kicked it. There's a few writers that are hanging out. We drew in black books and, you know, dropped it up. Wait, what'd you tell the person that was giving you a ride? Like, oh, I'm going to go kick it with this other, <laughs> like, how the fuck? <laughs> um, I mean, fortunately for me, like, my grandparents are like my people in my life that raised me were okay. always pretty cool with me doing graphic. Like they yeah. knew about it. And uh, yeah, they're, they're kind of helpful. That's why. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's far. So yeah, oh. I told him, I told him this guy I wanted to meet up. I was like, dad, I got this opportunity to meet this, you know, cool graffiti writer. Like, can you give me a ride and please drop me off? So he was, he was with it. Now, what were your first impressions of Sam when you met him? Uh, just that he was super friendly. Yeah. Super inviting. I didn't feel feel awkward around him you know what i mean yeah. we, were, we were close in age some of the people we were kicking it with were a little bit older he's maybe like two years older than me so i think that helped out feeling comfortable around him yeah and there's uh i don't know why it's i well this is my experience i can't speak for everybody but like when when you meet a group of guys that already have like a flow and a mesh mm-hmm. and then you come in as the outsider it feels weird because you're like how totally. do i how do i you know like these people are close they got inside jokes and shit like yeah so how like you leave right you're you're there you're seeing everybody you're experiencing like graph person to person do you remember what it was like leaving there um not off the top of my head really i'm sure i was excited you know i felt like i had just uh kind of like broken broken in you know what i mean yeah like had my line into the graph scene or like i was gonna meet other graph writers finally after all these years of doing it by myself or that one homie rash i was like oh this is it now did you was there anybody else that stood out to you at that time, in letter-wise? At that time, like, this is before I was with UI or like kicking in with all the homies. Uh, the writers I was noticing back then, there's this guy Gorby. Okay. I think the homie talk- Hexo talked about him with yeah. you a little bit, but yeah. his his shit was super tight. Okay. Gorby was a huge inspiration. There's this guy uh, you know who Swampy is. Okay. Does those uh like Presto skull things, donkeys? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've I've. I have a podcast about graph and I should know like all of this shit, right? <laughs> but I've seen so much fucking content in my life. For sure. It's just washed at this point. Yeah. I feel if like- I see it, I'll be like, oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. But like, 
If you tell me, and I, even when I meet people now, they tell me their name and I'm just like, where are they in Instagram in my head? For sure. Like, what's their Instagram name? Who are they like in real life? There's also a lot of FTL out in Santa Cruz. Okay. Yeah. So I got to see a lot of old like 90s FTL stuff. XO, Guns, Caddy, Deco. Are these at like piecing spots or are they like, where are you seeing this at? Um, yeah, this is like piecing spots, like day spots down in tunnels, under bridges and stuff like that. Okay. Are you actively painting these same types of spots at the time or are you still just looking? A little bit. Um, I'm, I'm finding like little spaces where I can squeeze in, you know, yeah. making sure not to go over anyone and stuff like that. Um, but mainly just like getting into lurking and like trying yeah. to find all the spots in my area. Yeah, that's that's like so I'm glad you called it lurking. Like that's half the game. I remember when adventure. I realized that like lurking spots was like a thing in itself. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was so sick. Yeah. Like, you know, half my time I'd spend painting and then half my time I'd spend just like mobbing around the bus, trying yeah. to like go down every little coat culvert and stuff. The first time I ever about heard about somebody using Google Earth to follow train tracks <laughs> back. I was like, yo, what do you, what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? And he's like, oh, I just follow him back till I see like an active layup. I'm like, how long does that take? I don't know, three or four hours. I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you spent three or four hours on the computer looking for a spot to go yep, paint? Yeah, It's like, yeah, some fools are dedicated to that shit. Are there any spots that were just like out of bounds to you at this time as a young writer? Like Hall of Fame, Holy Grail spots. Um, I mean, probably most of the spots, you know what I mean? Okay. I knew that if I went over someone that yeah. the, the older riders probably were going to come back and take their spot back. Yeah, they definitely would. And it'd be an issue. Yeah. Where do you begin to actually execute graffiti at a point that you were proud of it? Probably not, um, until more recently, honestly, you know what I mean? The last okay. five years is when I've started yeah. to like actually, you know, like my stuff. Now, what about... The first painting session with the crew. Do oh, you man, remember that, that? Yeah, I do remember that one, fuckers. <laughs> um, I think Sam, like I said, he's the one that taught me in with everyone. And I don't think he was there for this this session, but he, he hit me up and was like, hey, you know, you should meet the rest of the guys and go yeah. out and paint with them. And uh, I, we set up a spot to meet up with some bus stop up in the mountains. And uh, these guys, they had me sitting there for like four hours. I'm waiting, checking my phone, uh. and, you know, wondering if they're going to come or they're just dogging me. And uh, it paid off, though. They, they showed up, and uh, we painted this, like, super... Super cutty tunnel in the middle of nowhere. Like no one, only I think maybe like five other people afflicted or found that spot since then. Oh shit. And still running to this day of 2011. With the same graph? The same graph, same pieces. Yeah. That's wild. I don't know what it is about time or punctuation. That shit don't exist to people. Like I remember with graph people, Mm -hmm. I remember going into spots and just being like, yeah, we just like, what are you going to do? I don't know. What are you going to do? And you just kind of discuss and it's like, well, I'm only trying to be here for a little bit because- I got this, this, and that. Next thing you fucking know, the sun is cresting up <laughs> over the skyline. You just spend like two and a half hours talking about life. Yeah. Like as you're painting. Yeah. Do you remember the energy after you painted with them that first time? Like, how did that feel for you? For me, I was I was super, you know, juiced on it, excited, yeah. but uh, it was still a little bit awkward. You know, I still felt a little uncomfortable around them. So I was quiet. And yeah. I think after the session, we just kind of went around separate ways, but, you know, making plans to meet up in the future. Okay, and they they followed up with those plans, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. Just they kept, saw something in me, you know what I mean? They yeah. could see uh, that I was going to stick with it. Now, can you give me kind of like a personality description of some of the people in the crew at that time? Say you go to that first that first spot with them, mm-hmm. you guys are going to paint. What's your first impression as the, of these people as individuals? Um, you don't got to do everybody. Just give me like a few. 
I could do like a general kind of thing. I was thinking, yeah. you know, they're all quite a few, not quite a few, but maybe like four or five years older than me. Okay. So like, oh, these are, you know, the big homies and, uh, yeah. you know, they seemed a little bit rougher than I was. You know, they're the way they grew up. Maybe their environments were different than mine. Yeah. Um, but, uh, we all had this, you know, one thing in common graffiti. See, that's, that stopped fascinating me after a while, but in the beginning it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I go back and see people's homes and where they come, like where their parents are. And I'm like, we don't, our house doesn't look like this. Totally. Yeah. I had a friend that his father sold, uh, bought, repaired, and sold high-end watches from all around the world. And he was like the biggest fucking kleptomaniac I ever met. No shit. This kid was. <laughs> and I was like, dude, he's super ballsy. Like, I just couldn't understand how they grew up with more things than we did. Mm-hmm. And they 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 were the hard, equally hardcore graffiti writers. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think what, it, what actually happens is always that this shit comes from inside of you. It don't really matter what's around you. At all, yeah. And you just, you find your way. You find your people. Most definitely. Where did you figure out, like, or when did it kind of come to fruition where you're just like, all right, now I'm part of the squad. How did getting down with the crew come about? Um, I remember I got invited to a barbecue and Santa told me, no, we're going to try to get you put on. I, you know, I think you're going to yeah. make it. And uh, we get there and uh, I'm sketching in books and uh, you know, Santa told me, like, you're on, you know, you're good. And so I'm, yeah. I'm putting a UI in a book. And uh, one of the other homies that was there, Mister, he's like, "Hey, what's what's this guy doing putting it up to you? Like, yeah, we yeah. haven't decided yet." He's like, "We need to put this to a vote, you know." And so yeah. uh, Sam kind of looked at me and smiled, gave me a little head nod, like reassure me. Yeah. The vote went through. There's maybe a couple people that were still unsure, didn't know me super well, but uh, the majority rules kind of in our crew. And then you had to go kill somebody <laughs> to solidify your position in the crew. I got uh, I got beat up for sixty seconds. Yeah, to establish <laughs> dominance. No, that's fire, man. Um, are these? Equally important friends outside of graffiti? Um, in the beginning, you know, it wasn't really like that. But yeah. after, you know, over 10 years of being with these guys, I, I definitely consider them close friends. I've had some, I don't know what to call it, man. Uh, some very valuable moments with very little, Very, I've had very valuable moments with people with very little around. I could be talking with somebody about an issue that's just plaguing me in a fucking yard, mm-hmm. painting on, on a train, right? And it's like the train already excited us. You get to talking and it turns into therapy and you're you're just kind of in the moment. And it's like you learn things about people as you share things of yourself, right. right? And you're like, yo, I got this, this, and this going on, like whatever, my girl or whatever. It's like I always loved how the other writers, for the most part, when it's crew and it's a healthy crew situation – that everybody kind of it's non-judgmental. Yeah. You can be a, however level of piece of shit you want or be however level of put together you want to be. Yeah. And it's accepted because you come under this umbrella of graph. How do you do you feel like that same dynamic played out with you guys too? Yeah, I mean, we all after, you know, all that time together, you know, we're yeah. we're around each other for some of our greatest losses, some of our greatest successes, you yeah. know, that's where we get to share all that with each other. And so that just builds, you know, strong connections. It does. And like, uh, I have friends for life off graph that even though I don't paint anymore mm-hmm. and they're doing whatever they're doing, like I can still feel that when we get around each other. Yeah. Even though the graph isn't still yeah. there. Yeah. Well, the graph is different now for me. Like right. my position is it's fucking weird. I've never been here before. So it's weird. <laughs> but yeah. And it's like, sometimes I'll get unsure. Like, fuck, these fools haven't hit me up. I haven't heard from them. I start acting like a girl, like a, like an ex crazy ex-girlfriend, you <laughs> yeah. know what I'm saying? And then I'll hear from somebody and I'll just be like, I had it wrong the whole time. Like, like my point is the relationships made in graffiti that are real, like 
last forever. Yeah. yeah. How does that play out, bro? When tragedy strikes for you guys, I got into a little bit with Hexo about losing the homie, but I I didn't dig too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, at that time, uh, it was a lot of let's let's get together and kind of honor honor the homie's name. Let's go out and paint, do yeah. what he loved doing. You know what I mean? Um, but aside from paint, it could be just getting together and going out for a beer, or just kicking it, doing some black book stuff, and just hanging out and talking. You know, when people are going through stuff, we we try to hang out with them, be around them. Yeah. Trump, Trump love. Yeah, and there's uh I've had homies that real homies from Graft that were just like, yo, they would call me on my shit when I was fucking up. Mm-hmm. There was a time where I was I was down bad, you know, with the whole pill thing. And people would right. just be like, Look, I love you, but you can't nah, I can't help you. And right. when you get straight, you can come back. But that tough love, yeah. That tough love. So has you had any experiences like that? With people yeah, like that yeah. Or? I mean, uh you know, we got a crew, we're all, all young coming up together, and there's a few of us that have had some problems, you know yeah. what I mean? There's definitely times where we have to kind of stand up, but hey, man, what, you're, what you got going on right now isn't going to work. Yeah. Yeah, Hexo keeps going to jail. <laughs> he just keeps getting out going back into jail. <laughs> no, um, yeah, and I don't, I don't know if that exists anywhere else, but I just, I know it from here, so. I'm glad that it plays out in other parts. Right. You know, in other places. If there's something you could call your guys' shit, mm-hmm. like when it comes to painting, it could be the size, it could be just your guys that have an idea as a crew. Right. You know what I'm saying? Is there anything like that that exists? Um, I mean, I'd like to think we're known for everyone having like individual style. Yeah. You know what I mean, no one's really doing the same thing in our crew. Yeah. And then uh, when we get together, you know, and we're all piecing up, we, we try to do... Some type of like production, you know what I mean? It's not just yeah. doing pieces. We try to do a whole background with a theme, try to kind of plan a whole thing out. Is there anybody who's I always had multiple personalities on the wall? Somebody's down to help buff. Somebody will not buff anything but their own spots. And that's it. And it's not even buffed nicely. They won't go, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Is if you could describe a day with the crew painting a session, how how would it go? Including everybody's personality. Oh, man, I'd say it usually starts with Hexo kind of rallying the troops. And uh, he's the one kind of leading the charge. He'll, he'll pick everyone up. Yeah. Make sure we stop, get some paint, whether we're racking it or some, sometimes we got a bite. You know what yeah. I mean? whatever happens that day. And then, uh, yeah, we're getting to the spot. And uh, usually I'm the one I'm the one rolling out the wall, especially because I was the youngin' when I got put in. They're yeah, always yeah. making me roll the wall. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, you know, just go from there. Once it's all rolled out, everyone starts spacing out their pieces and gets to it. Now, are you still the young one in the crew? The youngest one in the crew? Uh, not these days. Not anymore. Yeah. Okay. Is Who's younger? I think uh, some of our newer members that kind of helped get put on their homies with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like Glob. Glob and Suspect are a little bit younger than I am. Okay. Now, do you bust their balls when you see the opportunity to? Or is it always love? Uh, it's always love. I try to do it in a friendly way. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> He's back there shaking his head. like. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think it's part. It's it's tough the, love. Yeah, the ball busting is part of it, bro. For like sure. you'll always see a little something in somebody and be like, "Oh, that's tight." And then he he starts to realize it's tight. And you're just like, you know what? Let me just poke you on this other thing, <laughs> bring but you a little bit back down. I know for me in particular, like when I got into the crew, having the older homies kind of bust my balls, yeah. and give me shit, uh, progress my style way faster. No, it definitely does. Yeah. It definitely does. Uh, let's talk about when you start 
you're in a graffiti crew. You've gauged these people. You like them. You like them enough to paint with them, to commit to the same ideas they're committed to. Mm-hmm. And now it comes time for you to stand out in the crew. Mm-hmm. It comes time for you to just stand apart, but also be cohesive. How do you approach that with letters? With letters. Hmm. Well, like I said, it comes down to individuality. So mm-hmm. for me, it was just like trying to develop a style that didn't look like hexos, that didn't look like awkward. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't look like slacks. Trying to come up with my own, my own thing, and just uh, keep pushing that new thing, whatever it was. Now, I know some of the guys like to start, and they outline quickly or paint quickly or whatever. Like, if you could describe your painting style while you're painting, like. Yeah, it's definitely changed over the years. I've gotten a lot faster. It used to take me a long time to yeah. get pieces, but uh, having to keep up with like Clo and Hexo and stuff when they're painting these big trains or whatever yeah. or on freeways, you know, changed how I approached the wall. And so now I try to, I try to think about like my sketches that I do all the time and yeah. sketch my piece out as fast as I can, and then uh, fill fill as fast as I can, and then do the outline. Are you are you studying anything else in the world, graph wise? Like what? Like where's the beginning of your letters come from? Obviously the alphabet, but you know what I'm saying? Like, where does the beginning of your style start? Does that come from another writer? Um, Probably started, like I said, trolling around on the internet, just looking yeah. at all the graffiti that was, you know, being posted from around, all around the world. I spent a lot of time on YouTube. There wasn't there wasn't a lot of graffiti videos on YouTube when I was yeah. younger, but I think SDK, Stomp Down Killers yeah, in yeah, Canada, yeah. they had yeah. tons, tons of videos. They did. They still so, do, yeah. So Lesson, Keep Six, yeah. Doug, I watched a lot of their videos. See, I always was a fan of keep, not not even so much Keep's letter style. It was just his fucking presence. Mm-hmm. Hella big, hella colorful. Yeah, like totally. it was just like you could tell he was about what he's about. Like it was it's fucking tight. It's still tight to see it to this day. So that's where it starts. You see other individuals doing something, you want to do it your own. Where do you begin to just break off the leash or the or the the trajectory right of like this is how it's done i understand how a letter is built now fuck those rules i'm gonna just bend this here i'm gonna mm-hmm. connect this here i'm gonna let go of the definition here like where does the beginning of your individual style come from not come from but what what time and all this my bad um probably like 2012 2014 okay it's when i really started to like develop my own style and kind of get into my own own groove and do you remember the instance where that happened is there a piece that signifies that is it a summer like um yeah i'm sure it was like a certain summer you know what i mean and then you know when you're painting you sometimes you you know you have like a breakthrough piece where like you learn a new connection figure out a new way to do a cutback or something like that and it opens a whole new avenue for your pieces so just, I don't know, it just really came down to practice and just doing it and doing it and doing it. I I agree. And I, let me give you reason why I asked that is because I remember exactly when it happened for me. Mm-hmm. I was doing straight letters, all barred evenly, just making straight letters with colors in them, uh, bending a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but not getting too risky. Right. Until one night, I remember it was like October. So we're in like, the it was cloudy but you could still it was still bright enough to go paint and sire and i go to this spot called the deer hole um over by the river out here in sacramento okay and so we drop into these water processing circles that are like 
fuck, bro, probably like 100 feet in diameter. Mm -hmm. And they have like probably seven or eight foot walls inside of them. And you would you would climb down like a an old gate or something to get right, into them. Right, right. And they used to be filled with water. And they had a structure in the center that would turn. Mm -hmm. And it would agitate the water. And they would, I don't know, process it. But these are all empty now. Mm -hmm. And so you had all these bangers on the wall already. It was Drone. It was Wise. It was Glock. It was BJ. It was... Fuck, who else is on there? Burner was on there. There was a uh, bunch of dudes from Sacramento that I had already seen my whole career and my whole life. And I'm just like, I'm just barely outside of a toy. Right. And I remember having my Echo backpack full of fucking Krylon that I stole. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm in my head, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing to the point that I'm supposed to be doing it. I get down to the spot with Sire and we roll out this wall like this light blue color. And I just see him start to sketch the letter. And this is, this is I, I remember it, fucking moon, right? Clouds and all that shit. And it's dark and this fool's drinking a, a, a motherfucking pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> and he's like, I think he had brass knuckles in his back pocket. Even though he's got hands, you know, yeah, you yeah. just never know. So he's got a little weapon on him. I got a little weapon on me. We're just kind of chilling, doing our thing, drinking coffee. Most of the homies would drink beer at night. And we're just like these weird dudes, coffee. I remember seeing his head tilt. And then his shoulders kind of like arch and then his like arms. And I'm like, what is he doing? And he just like mimicked the letter with his body. Not and sure then I huh? see him paint it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, okay. So I watched him. I just let it happen. And it was like probably like 45 minutes. And he, this piece was like 25 feet long, mm -hmm. probably like six, no, probably like five feet tall. And it's like just this outline. Um, and it was big. It was his whole body using to draw the lines. And I was just like, what does that look like if I do it? Right. I walk up to the wall, don't even really think about it. And I just start bending the letters, bending them, stretching them. You know what I'm saying? As as high as I could go with control. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing the pictures from that shit. And just, not nah, not even the pictures. The I remember stepping back, looking at the, at the outline, yeah. getting so excited. That's tight. That actually uh, it makes me think of a breakthrough moment now that I'm thinking about okay, it. Okay, go yeah. for it. Let's hear it. Um, it was the, I got to shout out the homie Pride, CTK. Pride, okay. at the time I was put on UI, uh, he's like an older writer. To me, he's like a legend growing up. Yeah. And I got the opportunity to start painting with him. And so I'm painting with him. He's teaching me things. And uh, he's kind of the one that gave me this uh, breakthrough where... He showed me how to like space my pieces out properly. He made me like put a dot on the wall yeah. for each letter. Yeah. And then in the same line. In the same line, then draw a little yeah. grid so I could keep my, yeah. my letters all the same height. Yeah. 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 So uh, he was the one that kind of like fixed the style in that aspect. You know what I mean? Because my stuff looked whack. It was all out of proportion, all over the place. So he's the one that showed me how to like keep it all tight and needy. Yeah. And that's a thing that, that comes with experience. Mm -hmm. And it's wild how like. Uh, it's still something I'm working on today. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. I used to, so Cyrus showed me the same thing. It was, it was two lines in an L, mm -hmm. one to the left and one to the right. And then a couple of lines and like a couple of dashes in between. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, this is how low, this is how tall account for your 3D. And it's like, oh fuck, you step back and he did that. You did that. And it's like, this is how pieces are like put, this is how production is put together. Yeah. And I remember learning that three summers in to graffiti or that was like a winter or whatever. But I just remember being like. This shit just changed. Right. It changed in a real way. And after that, it was like, okay, let's just get let's just get obsessed with that. Fuck the color, all black and white. Let's just get obsessed with bending the letters and trying to like learn different ways to manipulate them 
one of the things that worked for me was calligraphy. Mm-hmm. I never had the discipline to learn the entire alphabet in calligraphy. Right. But my four or five letters, I learned it in calligraphy <laughs> the way I liked it, right? Yes, yeah, sir. And yeah. fuck everything else. But like once you learn the angles of the pen and shit and you do it with a brush, it really teaches you there's room in the letter to, right, to stretch it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, are there any other art forms that you keep an eye on or even study outside of graph that help with graph? Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned calligraphy. I've always been into calligraphy. Uh, I really like gothic letters, you know what oh, I mean? Okay, yeah. Like that gothic style of letters. Um, nothing else really coming to mind off the top of my head. I mean, that's enough, though. Yeah, yeah. It really is enough. If you had to say, like, uh, there's some people that I, I could wish I could paint like them, right? But I just can't fucking do it. Some of the homies. Some of the homies. Is there anybody that's like, like you love them, but you're a little bit jealous? Of how dope they are. Um, I mean, with my crew for sure. I mean, I gotta shout out Awkward, Hexo, yeah. Azek. You know what yeah. I mean? They're all killers. Azek's a Mul- big one. Multiple yeah. different styles. Yeah. yeah, different. Not just graffiti though. They're all just badass artists too. They are. Yeah, yeah. definitely. See, and like, I'll see if I can talk him into it, but I don't. I don't know how he'll feel. But Azek would be a tight one. He would be. Yeah, that's somebody I got to see. Always had skill. But there's a point where they reach like impressive yep. fucking skill. And it's like, oh shit. And it just doesn't stop. Yeah. It just keeps it's like a runaway train. You just see it grow and grow. Yeah, I think it's just starting for him, man. Like he's just yeah. just starting to run. You know what I mean? Definitely. And you can see it too when you put them when you put them up against other people. When I when I say up against it, it's like some people get into a good vibe together. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, yo, these fools are painting a lot this summer, or they're, you know, whatever. They're just on the same idea. Mm-hmm. They paint a lot, and it, usually you can see them sharpen each other and shit. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned duos like that. Santa Cruz has a history. Uh, you know, every generation there's like two writers that come yeah. through and they just crush the city, yeah. crush the town. Always, always happens in duos. Always in teams. Who was the last duo you can remember that did that? Um. I mean, the last one that I really remember that got it big was like Slack and Oats. Okay. Yeah. And when you say do it big, are we talking about vandalism or are we talking about piecing? What do we- We're talking about just like vandalism, just like yeah. crushing. Crushing, crushing shit. Yeah. 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 How exactly is law enforcement's attitude in the buff in Santa Cruz toward graffiti? It's uh, It sucks, man. It's ruthless. They don't fuck around yeah. out there. They're dicks. <laughs> yeah, it's like that here too if they get the chance. And it's, uh, it's gotten worse. Like, I don't know, it's getting harder and harder to paint out there. So we had a good system here for a long time with the tunnels and shit. But with in the last f- 10 years mm-hmm. with the homeless and shit, like, it just it's non-existent really anymore. Yeah, just the last few spots I've been to uh, while I've been out here the last couple of days, yeah. you know, it's hard to even get to the wall. Yeah. Some of the spots are the spots are all dissed out, you know, from all the scribbles. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know how fools set walls on fire, but I've seen that too. Uh, time and time like, again. Like, how the fuck are they getting these on fire? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So, oh my God, I had another question to ask you and I fucked it up. That was my all own good, podcast. All, <laughs> um, all right, so we had spoke about duos you had seen. Is there anything in your crew's history that you would maybe like to know a little bit more about? What I mean is like you come in at a certain point. Right. It's already developed. What about before that? What I would like to know about my crew's yeah. history? Huh. Or like, in the, my bad. What was even just going on in the crew before you got into it? Right, right. Um, Yeah, I guess I would just like to know more about like 
what what all the homies were doing back then, like where they were painting, yeah. like how they were how they all met each other, you know what I mean? How yeah. that all started for the trip to me. See, and that's the reason why I asked that is because a lot of the shit that we're doing today mm-hmm. in 23 starts in like either 89 or like 92 or some shit like that. Right. And we're like multiple generations into it already. Right, right. So it always trips me out when it's like, yo, where do your big homies come from? Or what do you know about them? It's like, oh, these fools used to be ravers. Mm-hmm. Or they used to be fucking like tag bangers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I have a pretty good uh, like grip on what everyone was doing before I started kicking it with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, how do the, how do the politics work? Because I know there's two... Two or three big crews from that area, right? Right. That are just like there. Have you seen that shit play out too? Just as being not in the cruise, but just seeing it. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely um, unspoken animosity. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. It's like friendly competition between all the big crews in Santa Cruz. What about like battles or anything like that? Nah, not really battling. I mean, if another crew came to a spot and went over someone else you know what i mean yeah. everyone kind of just like waits a few months to take the spot back there's yeah. not there's not a lot of space in santa cruz so it just kind of rotates out everyone knows each other you know what i mean so they'll hit them up and like, okay. hey, you know, let me get the spot for this amount of time or whatever we had in sacramento there was two cracking ass crews for for like a section of the 90s i think it was i wasn't there so don't quote me on it but these dudes wind up battling right and i remember it being black and white battle and then i think like a color battle Mm -hmm. and i just remember thinking to myself like yo being this age what was that like i wonder what that was like yeah and it would just in my head it was like a fucking i don't know like a hip-hop movie you know what i'm saying for sure like i just imagine it being all this other shit i've always heard of like you know like graph battles but it's not something i've ever seen kind of like play out in real life yeah but it's always seemed like a cool kind of idea to me but it's, uh, I don't know of any of that happened in Santa Cruz. I don't know. I just, I don't <laughs> even know why that comes to mind. I just, that's wild to me that, you know, that we come from two different places that have a long lineage mm-hmm. of craft. And like talking with Hexo, he was, he knew a lot of that too. For sure. And I was just, that's why in this episode, I'm like, yo, I wonder, I wonder where that information is. Mm-hmm. I think his OG too, the one that started UI, I think we might reach out to him and see if I can get him on. You maybe, should, he could, yeah. maybe he could school us on some of that For shit. Sure. It'd be tight. So where does it come into play to where, like, Hexo decides to start a magazine? Tell me about the conversation you first hear about that. Yeah, I think um, someone else in Santa Cruz, this kid Agave, had made a graph scene. Okay. And so we're all seeing it, and I was like, man, this is, you know, fucking dope. And we have, you know, over 10 years worth of photos. And so I threw it out in the DM. I was like, man, like, someone someone should make one, you know. We have all these photos. Let's, Let's make our own zine. And uh, Hexo chirped back in the DMs. He's like, oh, like, I'll, I'll do it. You know what yeah. I mean? And everyone's like, oh, you won't fucking do it. You know what I mean? And uh, it was the homie Mister. He's uh, he's not really into the whole graph side of the crew. He's more like into like art. You know what I mean? Yeah. And can't really write too much these days. So Mister and Hexo got together and made it happen. Started figuring out the template, how to like lay out all the photos, how to get it printed. What was the response when the zine dropped outside of the crew? Did you hear anything about it? Uh, I think people were stoked on it. I think they were excited for it. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's been too many zines that have came out in Santa Cruz for a long time. It was something kind of bigger when I was younger. Yeah. And uh, people haven't done it, you know, for like the last six years or so. Now, what are the ones you saw when you were younger, if you can remember? Um, 
there was a cool graph magazine called Phantom Magazine that Bill's Wheels yeah. would put out. That yeah. was super tight. I remember that, yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember like other specific writers that did zines back then. Yeah, nothing's coming to mind. So there was stuff like, did you ever see like Clout's like edition of Clout Magazine? For sure. Yeah, I would see those. There was, fuck man, there was other ones too. I remember, you know what used to trip me out? I love the American ones, right? They're tight. They got their own feel, but bro, the European scene- Mm-hmm. Even in the fucking early 2000s and late 90s was always on some whole next level shit. Oh, for sure. You see just in the yards they're in, right? They're they're not painting like a whole car. They're painting like a whole train. And <laughs> yep. it's like six cars, 12 guys. Somebody's filling in. Somebody's outlining. Like That shit was always wild to see. Now, the one of my favorite things about that was you got a glimpse into how graffiti is painted somewhere else outside of your city. Right. And it was really cool to see that shit. Right. When I seen Hexo stuff, I thought the same thing. Okay. I was like, oh shit. Like, I wonder what kind of paint they're using or like, how do they even get to this spot? Like mm-hmm. it just, the the graph was almost a byproduct to me. Cause I'm at a, I just see things differently now. Right. But I thought it was really sick. And so even when we had talked last night and you told me he had did something along those lines mm-hmm. of like the adventure part. Yeah, getting, yeah, like touching on it, I was like, "Fuck, that's tight." Well, and that, that yeah, I'm excited to announce, man. Uh, aside from the no face, no case scene, we're doing a no no face, no case field notes. Yeah. And so the field notes edition is just uh, it's a little glimpse into what we're doing outside of pain, like what we're doing as a crew when we're kicking it. Uh, what kind of beer we're buying, stupid shit like that. And that's a whole nother zine or a little part inside the zine. It's a whole nother little little okay. side edition we're doing. Okay. Yeah. When does that come out? Um, Do you know? I, we dropped we dropped the first one today. Yeah. Okay. Field notes drops today, and uh, also no face, no case, volume three drops too, featuring uh, my good homie Awkward. And that's the one that drops tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Okay. Yeah, excuse me. Now, well, it'll be today because they'll hear it. Yeah, tomorrow. yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> Does it seem a little bit wild to have a magazine to have homies that do podcasts for you to do a podcast like in Graph like? Uh, the podcast is totally something like you yeah. know new for me. Or I never yeah. saw saw happening, but uh, the magazine not so much. I never saw a podcast happening for me either. No, definitely not. Fucking never. Like <laughs> not in a million years. Even when Mario came up with the concept of it all, I was just like, what? Yeah, like, definitely. What? No, but it works out, and I mean, I'm excited to see what you guys do with it because these things serve as vehicles to pushing the culture forward yeah we get to highlight who we want Mm -hmm. but overall as as like a culture as a fucking movement it's it's wild to see well i think it's important to document all this it definitely is it definitely definitely is and like i think i think hexo's in the right place in his mind and in his life and just to be able to approach it from like a very productive standpoint yeah instead of being like fucking on some weird shit for sure no i know what you mean so I'm excited to see what happens long term. Thank you. Yeah. Thing. Um. So let's talk about you getting on a podcast, right? One of the reasons why you're here mm-hmm. is because when after the Hexo interview, I was like, "Yo, can you think of anybody else from your section? Let's keep this going. I like your energy. Mm-hmm. I know some of the people in your crew that are from out here. They've been tight, so I know you guys are in the game like that. Like." Who's somebody else you can recommend? Yeah, yeah. And he had spoke about you. And one thing that was wild to me was at the age you got into the crew at, and at the age that you started coming around, and you got to see a lot of different generations of graph, like kind of kind of leave and come in. 
So like, how's that, how's that really been? Like just as a fan of graffiti, maybe some of the older guys you saw in the beginning aren't around anymore, but you also get to get excited about new guys coming up. Yeah. It's a trip, uh, being 10 years in now or a little over 10 years and, uh, people you look up to are gone. And like yeah. you said, now there's this whole, whole new generation coming up and like, you're kind of like getting to be the old guy. <laughs> Is there anything you want to complain about in regard to the new generation? No, not in here. Okay. All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I, I figured you would be like anti-style or whatever. I don't know what the fuck that is. But. So I want to double back and just talk a little bit more about the loss of your boy. And just, I thought it was so dope how you guys handled it. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if we touch a little bit more on that? Yeah, yeah. Not a problem. Now, Hexo had told me that you guys have stayed supporting each other, you know, around this time. And immediately after it, it was really dope. And I think it was really like healing too, to see everybody still carry on with the plan, mm-hmm. you know, even though homeboy's gone. Right. Right. How does it feel now? Um, Now that I'm older, you know, I'm older than he was when he passed. It just makes me sad. You know what I mean? He was taken far too soon. Yeah. And uh, when I look back and see like where his style was at, at the age he was at, like he yeah. was so fucking far ahead of his time. So it just hurts that he's not here and I can't see like what he'd be doing now. Cause I know he had that love and that passion for it. He'd still most definitely be painting. Now, if you could just describe him to me in the audience who never met this person, has mm-hmm. no idea who we're talking about. Just a, a humble, uh, you know, he's quiet, cheerful guy, man. Super down to earth, super friendly. What about when you talk about his style that was ahead of his time? Can you describe a little bit about that, like his letters and shit? Um, I, it's hard to like explain someone's style for me. Um, he just he just knew how to construct a piece, you know, super well for how for how old he was. He knew how to do his three D right. He knew yeah. how to like do all these cool cuts and like yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain. Do you have any idea where that might have came from for him? Um, I knew he grew up in Salinas, you know what I mean? So I'm not sure what Salinas writers out there really influenced him. Yeah. I know that him and Hexo, uh, would go back and forth at that time, kind of like comparing styles and teaching each other stuff. So I know him and Hexo played off of each other a lot during that time. Okay. I just wanted to, the audience has no idea where this, Yeah. you yeah. know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to give them a little more context on it. Um, what about, what's the, what's the atmosphere like now around his death anniversary? that it's been a long time. Um, in the beginning, you know, we would, we would all get together, you know what I mean? Kind of come together as a crew. But in recent years, I think everyone kind of does their own thing for him, you know, in their own ways. So some of us, you know, we'll go out and buy a pack of Marlboro Reds or something. Cause that was his favorite. That was his shit. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or some of us will go out and do a tribute piece for him in a spot that, you know, he would have liked or would have wanted yeah. to paint. And uh, I don't know, I like to look at his old sketches. I'll try to piece his pieces, you know, from his sketches. Hey, exactly. that's fucking like, tight. Like these here, yeah. Yeah, that's tight. We had a, a homie that passed by the name of Wise, and, like, he was an OG, taught a lot of people. Uh, definitely an individual, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And some of the homies can actually reconstruct his entire shit. Like, and it's wild to see yeah. it. Like, there's one on 16th, says Wise, bumping above some letters I did and it's got, it looks like he painted it. That's tight. Yeah. And it's wild to see that shit. Is there anything you can see that you're excited about from the next or the newer generation of graffiti that might 
might have not have been around when you came up, but they're they're here now and mm-hmm. they're doing some things. Is there anything that stands out to you more than others? Um, it's the same. You know, they're doing the same things that I've seen other generations do. The older generations I watched, you know, coming yeah. up to. Um, I don't necessarily like a lot of the new styles, you know, coming out right now. But I see where, like, if they stick with it, um, they're gonna have their own their own thing going for them when they when they get better. Now, without saying any names. Why don't you like the styles that are coming out right now? Um, it's not even that I don't necessarily like like it. I just don't like where they're putting their art. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you want to do certain styles when you're bombing, like, that's cool. Yeah. But if you're going to go to a day spot and you're going to be in a bridge or a tunnel, like... Don't do throw-ups. Don't, yeah, don't be doing yeah. sloppy, fast stuff and expect, you know, people to not go back over you and get sad when they do. <laughs> yeah, no, that's legit. That's very legit. Yeah, there's time and place for everything. There is, and there's... The, the piecing spots are supposed to be as comfortable, as chill as possible, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, obviously, bombing's a whole other energy. Yeah. You do that, you don't, you really don't give a shit. And I got to give the new generation's props. They're going hard as far as the bombing goes. Yeah. yeah. I think that shit's tight. Now, usually I've seen that when a rider reaches a certain age in life, he might lean a little more toward trains and chill spots. You know, and just really focus and dial in on the craft. Yeah. And make everything fucking count. I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because, uh, yeah, I didn't like trains when I first started painting. It took a lot of paint. You know, I had to bring yeah. hella paint cans to the yard. Yeah. And then you got to take them out. And you got to take them out. Yeah. You got, you know, all these crazy ridges and bumps yeah. and bridge, things you got to you know, paint over. Um, but now that I'm getting older, it's just uh, it's more chill. You know, your stuff's going to run forever. So you view the surface differently. I do. Yeah. Now. Are you painting different styles for trains versus walls? I think that's another reason, too. I didn't like trains when I first started painting them because I didn't have a good style for them that, yeah. you know, accommodated those ridges and bumps yeah. and shit like that. And so, uh, Chloe, Chloe's like the big train head in our crew, uh, painting with him and, and Hexo, they kind of helped develop a train style for me. You know what I mean? Make my letters chunkier, try to put your your outline of your letters uh, in between the ridges yeah. you know, that are not on them. Yeah. Little tricks like that have helped me. Help me to like trains more, like painting them more. Yeah, you try to place it right. Yeah. Yeah. When you say close the big train head in the crew, what, is, what does that mean? Does he walk around wearing like a regular ass conductor hat? Regular? <laughs> uh, like to the store and shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, out of all the riders I know, that fool paints more trains than anyone I know. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's active in the train scene. There's a, there's a whole nother level of obsession when it comes to riders and trains. Trains, yep. Definitely. We live right here uh close to Roseville Road and I remember one time when I was younger I went into this small hobby store that carried trains tiny little model trains mm-hmm. and there was a section that had stickers that had graph on it on this fucking stickers no shit huh? and I was like am I tripping am I looking at this right and I asked one of the guys there's a whole bunch of old dudes that work there that are just into trains also mm-hmm. and I was like where do these come from? And he's like, oh, one of the, one of the, he knew it was called a writer too. He goes, one of the writers made those stickers and we buy them offline and then sell them so that people can have no way. the authenticity <laughs> of graffiti on trains because it's such a big thing. And I was like, yo, this dude is like 70 something years old. Yeah, yeah. And he's talking like I am. And like the train heads that just love trains the appreciate pantries, the yeah. Yeah, graph just as much as the guys that fucking paint graph and love trains do. Like, I've always tripped out on that, but I think it's just because, uh, you know, graffiti is part of the trains. You know what I mean? It's part of, it's part of fucking fabric of life now. Yeah. When you talk about, like, you talk about any urban situation, graph is there. 
That's why even when you see video games yeah. that have nothing to do with hip hop culture or even graffiti culture, that shit is in there. Yeah. So it's like, it's just crazy. I think it's, I've heard Saber say it was the biggest art movement since the Renaissance. And that was like 20 years ago. Right. He said that. And yeah, like, yeah. it's only grown. For sure. It's fucking crazy. Now, where would you like to see yourself in the next 10 years in the craft game? Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like at peace with uh, you know, like growing up where I've lived, like yeah. not being some top tier crazy bomber. Like it's not my thing. Uh, for me, like within 10 years, like I just want to be able to keep paying cool, cutty tunnels, bridges, you know what I mean? And be up in hell spots where I'm going to ride and keep running. What about maybe painting with some people wise? Is there anybody outside of the squad that you're just like, yo, it'd probably be tight to link with that person and paint with them? Just strictly off of style. Fuck the politics yeah, or location, yeah. just style wise. Um, politics aside, yeah, I don't know. There's definitely writers that uh, I think are tight. Like, I'd love to paint with uh, that full, like, Hilo Bray, I think does crazy ground. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I like really like high quality top tier graph like as far as piecing goes yeah who who are some of the people you look at when you when you or who are some of the people you think of when you say top tier graph um i don't know like gotta gotta give it to msk like everyone in msk Definitely. is a crazy ass writer yeah. uh hero crews they got yeah. some crazy writers yeah, stuff yeah. like that yeah hey so i remember uh i remember the first time i painted with with fossil and step back and was just like this motherfucker's on some other shit. Next, next level shit. Not even, he ain't even in the same galaxy. Yeah. Like, the, I don't know where the fuck he's at. And I was just like, yo, that shit is tight. And he just looked at me and he's like, yes, yes, this is my newer stuff I'm working on. I'm just like, nah, like, how'd you, you know what I'm saying? Like, to him, it was simple. But to me, it was like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah, it's like, there's there's levels to this shit. And it's like, in Definitely. the next, next 10 years, like, I'm trying to, like, get to that level. I know I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone, I get, like, props. People, you know, like my graph. But for yeah. me, like, I know there's still a lot to be done. There is, and, and there's always more work, more knowledge to learn. Mm -hmm. One thing I, I would, I like to see that was never a thing in the beginning to, to my knowledge is how people are using paint to express texture or movement in letters. Yeah. Like we talked about fossil, right? When you talk about seeing these pieces that look like they're on fucking fire and they're moving mm -hmm. and there's a horse next to it or some other crazy ass shit that's equally. There's actually depth to yeah, it. Yeah, there's actually yeah. depth to it. Like that motherfucker put in years into figuring out how to make it overall look like that with spray paint. Well, I think it comes from practicing uh, other forms of art too, you know, and then yeah. you're integrating it into your graph. Yeah. So I think to unlock that next level, you got to try other art and practice other stuff. You do. And there's, there's people like a lot of the writers that are, not all of them, but a lot of them that are that are that level of dope, right? Mm -hmm. When you meet them, they're pretty humble people for the most part, right. you know, after all the politics are done. Right. And it usually reflects in the graffiti. Like, yo, this is probably a smart person. They probably aren't too ego-driven or they're inclined to learn certain things from certain places. Interesting. I've never thought about it like that. Yeah, that makes sense, though. There's been a lot of people that I've met and I'm like you make sense mm -hmm. why you paint like that. But that's, again, after you get to know who they are. Right, right. Now, that same thing occurs outside of graffiti in art. You'll meet people that paint fucking murals, and they're beautiful. And it's like this person is almost along for the ride. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, they're painting it. Yeah, they're doing it. But the attitude reflects into the work. Right. I think as we get older, 
the attitudes begin to change, the focus begins to change, and the work begins to show those things. Yeah, that's interesting. You totally can see it. Yeah, it's wild, yeah. huh? It's maturity. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking stupid, but it's tight at the same time. <laughs> it is. It's stupid yeah. when you got to pay bills, but it's tight when you can smack a wall with it. All right, so we're getting pretty close to the end of the episode. We are going to cut this one a little bit short just because we have meetings after. No worries. Another episode's coming in for a different platform now. Is there anything you want to say that we haven't already said? Nah, nothing's coming to me. Nothing. Any thank yous, any shout outs, any shit talking. <laughs> it's uh, it's time to bust people's balls <laughs> if you want to. Definitely shout out to my crews, you know. Uh, love you guys. Got to give a shout out to my uh, my grandma, GV. Hey, there you go. Yeah. To the grandma. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I don't think anybody's doing that before. That's fine. <laughs> Mario, can I get the hand claps? Mm-hmm. To the grandma. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Mario. Uh, no, nah, I can't really think of nothing right now. Okay. Now, you're in two different crews, UI and ISP. Yes. Yeah. Right? What's the difference in these guys? Uh, very, very different crews. <laughs> How so? Uh, just personalities. Personality-wise, I'd say UI is the more uh, kind of like rowdy, you know, hyper crew. And then ISP is, you know, a little more mellow. You got to give me more than that. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. So, so look, you go to paint a spot with ISP. What's the day like? What's the vibe like? Is everybody drinking? Is everybody just kind of kicking back? Yeah, everyone's kicking back a little bit more, being a little more mellow, chill. Okay. A little bit slower paced. Okay. Maybe not getting as many spots in, you know what I mean? Because we're, we're chilling. Okay. And then the opposite is everybody's kind of a little more, oh yeah, you said it, a little more hyphy, a little yeah, more ball bussy. So, you, you know, UI, it's a little bit more like a... A little more fast paced, let's get as many spots as we can. Yeah. Fully focused on graph the whole time. Whereas uh, ISP, you know, we'll go fuck off and do others we'll go to the beach and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, how is that for you? You get to live these two different or experience these two different speeds. How is it being in the middle of these two different things? Um, I like it. I mean, at the end of the day, if I'm in a crew, it's because I, I enjoy the personalities in that crew. Yeah, the people. people you know, they're yeah, all definitely. solid, solid individuals. Definitely. That's always been my favorite part about craft, man. Like, yeah, and I got a lot of different types of homies. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. kick it with uh, just one one type of group. You know? Yeah. Does anybody do any? You don't got to say exactly what they do, but does anybody have a job or profession that's probably wild considering they write graph? Hmm. I had a homie that was uh, like a congressman's a s- secretary or some shit like that. <laughs> Worked in the fucking in the Capitol here, and I was like, bro, we. I was in a dumpster with you before. Like, you know what I'm saying? Hiding out and shit. And yeah, now yeah. you got a suit on. Like, Man, no one's coming to mind. Everyone's got your stereotypical kind of graph jobs. Uh, you know, people working in warehouses, people working yeah. in trades, you know, yeah. shit like that. Blue collar guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's tight too. I mean, what does everybody drink? Like PBR and shit? Or, PBR, no, Modelo. Yeah, Modelo's, <laughs> IPAs and shit. Yeah. Some folks have man buns, some folks don't. Like, <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on to the show. I appreciate you doing you know, allowing me access to you and your story. For sure, man. Um, tomorrow, the new issue of No Face, No Case will drop, and you'll see an ad from Have a Dope Day in there. So I'm happy to yes, sir. to help out with that. And for you guys to also alley-oop that on your end. So I'm excited to see how this relationship works out going forward. And I hope we can get more people from your section over this way. Yeah, Talking yeah. Up the I'll stories the and word out. out. I appreciate you. So, yeah, again, thank you for your time and your story. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by We Are Sacramento and the Law. 